Welcome to the Emerging Temple broadcast. I am Michael Obeyer. I will be your guide for the rest of this broadcast. At Emerging Temple, we seek to analyze current events within the context of God's plan for mankind, in which he intends, at the end of time, to raise up a people who will rule with him. Before I go any further, I want to encourage you to like our page, to subscribe to our channel, and if there is a notification bell icon, I would like you to hit that bell so you can be notified anytime we upload new videos. I want to encourage you to like this page so that we can develop the number of likes that we have so that we can come up in the rankings because we have a message that is critical for this hour and this time. So thank you so much for those of you who are already doing so. If you'd like to support our ministry, you can visit our website at templeoftruth.us. That's www.templeoftruth.us. Or you can go to patreon.com and look for our handle, Emerging Temple. Okay? We're also streaming now with the online radio platforms, um, including Spotify, iTunes, and Google Music. There's a few others. If you want to see the full list of radio stations through whom we broadcast, you can go to our website, templeoftruth.us. And I thank you so much for those of you who've been communicating with us, sharing with us um, your thoughts about our message. We're very encouraged to hear from you. Uh, many of you are watching us through the um, platform, I mean, hundreds of, through the platform of Facebook and WhatsApp, etc. cetera. And um, that doesn't necessarily uh, reflect on our accounts here on YouTube, but it doesn't really matter. If we reach one person, and we're able to help transform the life of one person and develop that relationship you have with God, man, we've hit a home run, okay? So it's not all about the numbers for us. It's about it's about the fact that God is using us and we're grateful that you'll find us worthy, you know, to, you know, to be used at this time and this hour. We talked about the, the beasts that ruled the earth before a man came to rule the earth. Yes. Good. And we said that that Daniel 7 correlates with Genesis chapter 1. That the beasts being spoken about there were mankind, human government. Okay. We are in that time now of the beasts. Okay. There have been many rulers. Many kings have come and ruled. Many kingdoms, many empires. They've come and gone, come and gone. But there's going to come a final kingdom upon the earth that was cut hewn out of a rock uh, sorry out of a mountainside without hands that smashed mm. the feet that smashed the feet of the image okay Re if you all remember we studied this much earlier so you need to go look for the tapes we we did a study on these things then and we used daniel 7 to understand these things okay all right so what else, what, anybody else want to take over from, you know, where I stopped and talk about well, first Samuel? Just um, what you were talking about of uh, Ishbosa, Ishbosa, Ishbosa. Yes, that, yeah, very, um, very tough name to describe. His, uh, <laughs> his death is in chapter four, verse 12. Okay, what does it say? Amen. And David Amen. commanded his young men and they slew them and cut off their hands and their feet and hanged them up over the pool of, in Hebron. But they took the head of Ishbosheth and buried it in the sepulcher of Abner in Hebron. No, that's, that's the one that talks about 
that just says he fell, he was a five-year-old. No, 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 he this was... is not about him falling and being a five-year-old. This is when he became the king of Israel and um, took the people to Judah after his father's death. And then David had to um, put down his uh, rebellion. Oh, let me get this right. Ishbosheth rebelled against David? Yes. Are you sure you're not talking of Absalom? No, I'm talking about it's Ishbosheth. Okay. Um, that if you look at uh, 2 Samuel 2, verse 8. And what chapter? Chapter 4? Chapter 2. Okay. 2 um, Samuel chapter 2. Verse 8. Okay. Amen. Amen. Saul's son was 40 years old when he began to reign over Israel and reigned two years, but the house of Judah followed David. Sorry, are you saying 2 Samuel chapter 2? Yes, verse 8. Verse 1. Oh, yeah. verse, 10. verse 10, sorry. Okay, okay, how good, okay. Okay, if you start at verse 8, 8 talks about how he became king. Okay. Then uh, verse 8. Amen? Amen. But Abner, the son of Ner, captain of Saul's host, took Ishbosheth, the son of Saul, and brought him over to Manhanim and okay. made him over Gilead and over yeah. the Asherites and over Jezreel and over Ephraim and over Benjamin and over all Israel. Ishbosheth, Saul's son, was 40 years old when he began to reign over Israel and reigned two years before, but the house of Judah followed David. Good. So we see here that My even after he was a five-year-old, because we, sorry, go ahead. Somebody was talking. I say it gets even more confusing now. Okay, why? Come on, because... He was made king of Israel. So, yes, um, after his father so, died, after his grandfather died. Sorry. Right. So five-year-old king of Israel, but he was invited by Saul no, to no. share the table. No, he was. He was. He was made king at age forty. Correct. Yes. Mm -hmm. but Verse then ten says. But he was invited. Okay. Look at chapter so 3, funny. verse 1. Look at chapter 3, verse 1. But let's, let's put it in context. Sorry. Let's put it in context. Look Sorry, at chapter I... 3, verse 1. I'm confused. Uh, so I thought... Okay, uh, just look at, Yeah, that's fine. I'll clear it up now. Look at chapter 3, oh. verse 1. Hmm. You see that statement in chapter 3, verse 1? Mm -hmm. And there was a long war between the house of Saul and the house of David. Mm -hmm. Long. That explains why... This is occurring when he's 40 years old. It does not preclude the fact that David might have at some point brought him in. Mm. Okay. And he rebelled. Can I say oh. something? Yeah, sorry. Go mm -hmm. ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. You're confused. You are um, confused here because there's two different people. There's Ishbosheth, who is the son of Saul. And there's mm -hmm. Mephibosheth, who is the son of Jonathan. Jonathan okay. is the son who was lame. Um, Paul, Saul's son was not lame. This is just his son 
the, the Ishbosheth is Saul's son. So um, that's Hish the one that was killed. That was, well, so that's the one that was killed. Um, um, and um, David um, killed the people that killed him. So <laughs> it's, yeah, yeah. Okay, but look at chapter four. Ishbosheth is Befishbosheth. You see that? What verse? No, no, it's verse chapter four, four verse. Verse chapter four, four verse one. When Saul's son heard Abner had died. Okay. Isn't that isn't that the same guy? That's Saul's son, not John's. Okay, if you look at chapter four, verse four, that we find okay. out that Mephibosheth is Jonathan's son. Ishbosheth okay. is Saul's son. Okay, and Jonathan, Saul's son, had a son that was lame of his feet. Okay, 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 got you. Okay. That, okay, this is the one I was telling you that I read, and I said, okay, I didn't have time to go do a study so to find out um okay good that's why i said i had to read this book three times in order to get it okay it, it, it but, does get to be confusing and his name was mephibosheth okay okay but okay gotcha still i remember somewhere in this second samuel that this was the, the this ishbosheth was the one that was killed by two men that Yes, yes, came up verse to David five. And, chapter 4, verse 5. Yeah, came up to David and said, we have killed your enemies. And David said, no, right. I never, if I could kill the that, man. Why did you kill innocent blood? Right. Ex exactly. So if there was war between them, I'm then confused why, how the story links up. But like what you said, it's uh, eaten by different people. So. Right. And if this, and if, now, remember, he says there was a long war. That means after Saul died, mm. Abner, who was Saul's general, yeah. propped up Saul's son, mm. okay, mm. Who, call, who we call Ishboseth, correct? Correct. Mm. Now, we know he propped him up to become king as king of Israel. So there were basically two kings in Israel at that time. Correct. And, David and some and people went and killed him. Some people went and killed him. And then later on, David made peace with Abner, the general of um, Ishbosheth. Hmm. Okay. So, right. what, Dr. K, since you did more intensive study in it, why don't you take it from there? Talk to us about it. You and uh, I guess you and Billy. No, I didn't finish. <laughs> okay. So. Uh, you, yeah. So what happened, what happened was Saul died, okay? And Abner yes. makes Saul's son, Ishbosheth, king of Israel. And they fought a war for two years, okay? And in the yes. middle of the discussion of, the war, of that war, there is mention of Jonathan's son, Mephibosheth. So that yes. was just an aside mention. And then later on in Second Samuel, when when um, when David finds out that Jonathan's son Mephibosheth is still alive, 
that he decides to give all of the land that was Saul's unto Mephibosheth and Mephibosheth's servant. But that's Good. after. Yeah, but no, Mephibosheth's servant is supposed to work the land for his master. Yes. Like, you know, the feudal lord thing, okay? Yes. Yeah. So, okay. um, so there were still kings then. So, so kings how did so how did how did the person that David gave land to, the grandson, hmm. okay, how did he die? That's what we want to know. Okay. Um because we know in earlier that it says he was killed by two men who David killed. And I said that might just have been a summary before you know David saw him, brought him in, and everything. It's not that he was five years old and was killed. No, he okay? wasn't killed at, at five years old. No, but when you read what, when you read, when you read, uh, sorry to take us back. Uh, I'm trying to find. In chapter when you read chapter four. two. Oh, hold on. If I can just make some, a point, sorry. When you read chapter two from verse eight, okay? Uh. Is that Okay, no, no, not that one, not that one. Where's the one where the little kid broke his leg? That was where in the, verse four. Of what chapter? Chapter four, chapter four, verse four. Okay, thank you, thank you. Okay, and that is Mephibosheth. You see there, it says, and Jonathan, Saul's son, had a son who was lame of his feet. He was five years old when the tidings came of Saul and Jonathan out of Jezreel. And his nurse took him up and fled. And it came to pass, as she made base to flee, that he fell and became lame. And his name was Mephibosheth. Okay? Now verse 5 says, And the sons of Rimon, etc., came and mm -hmm. slew him. Right? No, it doesn't. It says that, okay, that's how come I said, you've got to read all of chapter 4 correctly. Because okay. it, tells you, it tells you that Saul had a grandson who was five years old and his nurse fell. I mean, his- Yeah, nurse, that's what we just read. That's what we just read. And that, but look at verse five. About, at verse five is taught the sons of Rimon because the beginning of the chapter begins talking about Saul's son, Ishbosheth. It mm -hmm. says- that, Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, fantastic. Dr. K, you saved me. Laid on, laid <laughs> on a bed at noon on Ishbosheth. Then verse right, eight, right. Said, not Why did they go put? Why did they go put the story of Mephibosheth there? Uh, that's that's the that's God, why did they you do that to us? Story. They did God, that. They've been running around in circles. The the, the reason that's why that's why Go ahead, go ahead. Okay. Good. Okay. The reason why they put the story of Mephibosheth in here. Look, look. You know what? We just call one guy M and the other guy I. Okay. Okay. <laughs> They put the story of M in there because later on, after you go on for several chapters here in Second Samuel, and this mm -hmm. uprising came, and this person rose up again against him, and then his son Absalom rises up against him, and then after right. all of this happens, then all of a sudden David is so sad that he's lost his son, he's lost his, his blood brother Jonathan, and all of this has happened, and then news comes to him. But Jonathan has a son that that is still alive. And he says, oh, my God, he's alive. Bring him to me. Come, come, come. But yes. so we have to put in here the story of how did Jonathan's how, how, son. How he fell. 
oh, how he yeah. fell and how his nurse spared him. So that later on, after reading about all of this, all of these battles that went on and how this one tried to take the throne, because you see, um, it wasn't made public before Saul died that David had been anointed king over Israel. So you had all these other people that came up like an antichrist to try to take over the throne. Right, right. Man, you saved me a lot of work for nothing. I'd have spent, I'd have spent a whole week researching this and finally coming to this. That's how so come that, I said no, you were mistaken. I thought he was talking about, I kept thinking he was talking about the same guy. No, that's why I went back and had to reread this whole thing three times. Well, you remember okay. I said, remember I said at the beginning, I thought, look, the only way this thing makes sense is this is these are two different people. But I was thinking in my head, well, how could two different people, you mm -hmm. know, be lame and have similar names? But the other guy, the, the, the older guy wasn't lame at all. And no, they just snuck in the story of the lame guy in his, in, in his summary. Mm -hmm. Yes. So you're saying there were two kings in Israel, then there was, uh, there was Ishbosheth, and then there was David at the same time. Yes, okay. after Saul died, after, after, after Ishbosheth's died. father died. Yeah. Right. Yeah, because, and, because yeah, the people, remember, back in First hey, look, Samuel. Wait, where's everybody else? How come everybody else is so quiet? Mom well, there, uh, while something. I was reading it, there was two people that were lame that they brought up in one sentence and I was trying to find it. Right, actually there was only one person that was lame. The, the, what happened was it made us feel like there were two people because the names are so similar and they were no, in the same no, paragraph. No, his nurse became lame when she was carrying him and running away from, bat, from battle. And then I think she fell and she also became lame, right? Is that what you're referring no, to? No, 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 no. <laughs> The, she was carrying him. He fell from her hands and became lame at age five. She but, also he had an but he had an uncle whose mm. name is similar to his that was not lame. Mm. Later on, this little boy, who was five, had grown up and David sought him out. This was much later because you remember there was a long civil war. Right. Okay. And he was growing up lame somewhere. Hmm. Okay. His okay. uncle, who had a similar name, had been killed by two guys earlier and came back and told David that they had killed the guy. Hmm. And David was like, look, that guy is innocent. His grandfather was king. His father was next to be king. And he had a legitimate claim to say, well, if God wanted to take me out, God would have taken me out. As long as I'm alive, I'm going to hold on to my father's throne. And David figured that that was, David looked at it like that guy had a right to make that statement. And if God mm -hmm. wanted to take the guy out, God should take the guy out. David wouldn't take him out. Do you understand? Yeah. So when that guy was killed, David was angry because that, those guys had killed a king. It was a son of a king. Right. Okay. Right. And that guy that was that king of the, the king of Israel that was killed, the grandson of, sorry, not grandson, the son of Saul, okay, was from a house that God had rejected. Okay. Mm. So sometimes you run into those who are ministers of a rejected, not rejected, but an old word. They're not into what God is doing now like you are. 
mm. but you still honor them because they represent something that once was, but has yeah. an eternal value, even though you're into something deeper. Okay. Right. I, did that go over your head? Did everyone no. understand what I meant by there? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. I think you should say it again. Okay. With God, knowledge of God is new every day. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's called revelation. You get to know God better today than you did yesterday. Correct? Yes. Yeah. As it's true for you as an individual, it's true for all mankind who are Christians. But those people who are still holding on to what was revealed by God 70 years ago, 100 years ago, they deny or reject what God is revealing now. That doesn't mean what they're holding on from 70 years ago is wrong. It just means they're not having the full counsel of God. You have it because you believe what they believe, plus you believe what God is doing now. Amen? Amen. So you are actually the person God has business with right now, not them. However, if you lambaste them, okay, and then these people are so stupid. Can you believe they actually believe such and such? God gets angry with you because mm. that was a light he showed. Okay? okay? And you have to know, so for example, you have the people who we call Lutherans. Let's take them for example. They're 400 years old. They are old. Okay? okay? But there's only one thing that they believe that you and I believe. They believe you must be born again. And that is what makes them children of God. Mm, all right. Now, when you go to the Catholic church, they're not born again. They do not believe that you must be born again to be saved. But there are Catholics who believe you must be born again to be saved. Do you get the difference now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you have Lutherans who their church believes you must be born again to be saved, but they as individuals don't believe in that. When you go to a Lutheran church, the ceremony reminds you, makes you think you're in a Catholic church. The only thing about their doctrine is that they believe that you must be born again to be saved. I'm not saying they practice it, but it's in their documents. Now you and I have come further, okay? Mm -hmm. But if you and I start bad-mouthing the Lutherans, okay, God becomes unhappy with you and I. Amen. He becomes unhappy with you and I because they carry that first anointing, you must be born again, which is the, which is the, which is the fact that they, they were called of God at one time. And that was what was going on between David and Saul. God had moved on from Saul to David. And Jonathan, the son of Saul, a good guy, he knew this, but he'd rather stay with his father than go with the new king. And so he was, he was killed. He died. 
Do you see the spiritual meaning of the things we're reading? Yeah. Even you and I today, we've got to be careful that 10 years from today, 20 years from today, 30 years from today, we are in what God is doing today. Not, oh, Brother Mike taught us something in 2020, 40 years ago, and we're only holding on to that. We'll never change, no matter what God himself says. That's what you have. That's when denominations become formed. That's why we always pray to God and tell him, we haven't come here in the name of any denomination. We've come here only in the name of Jesus Christ. Let him speak to us. Look how all of us contribute little by little. And remember, I said, I'm going to go back to study and something here is confusing me. And Dr. K said, well, that's not, that's nothing. Didn't you read it? There's two different guys, Brother Mike. But isn't that what the Bible said, that the whole body is going to be built up by what every joint supplies? So as we all come together, we contribute our own little part. We're all built up. Amen? Amen. All right. Amen. Okay. Sister Liz, you want to tell us a little bit about what you read and what picked your interest? Um. I, I think the most important part to me was just reading, um, you know, before I've read it, and I, there's little stories in there, but, you know, it was like old history, who cares? But it, it's it's like um, I, I didn't realize that this is the chapter that tells you how David became king. And oh, yes. So it just, it was very... It, I think historically it was also interesting to me just of the intrigue they all had. Of, you know, yes, that's the word, intrigue. That king and killing each this and killing that and yes, uh, going behind each other back to do something because they wanted exactly. that kingship. And how they yes. broke away from what they were originally supposed to do is be uh, governing for God. And helping people to be more godly. And I yes. think that, to me, now that you said what you said, it goes together, that we all have to listen to God, not not whatever king is in power. Right. And whether that's your TV telling you what to buy this week or not, because that's on my mind this week. <laughs> we... we we're all so involved with being trendy. And, and, you know, I think it's something that we have to keep our eyes open and say, um, you know, we, we cannot, we can't live 2,000 years in the past or 4,000 years in the past or whatever, you can't live back there going, oh, if you spit in the creek, well, you know, you shouldn't spit in the creek, but, you know, that doesn't have a whole lot to do with today because most of us live in places with water systems, not creeks. And, and so, you know, but some of us are still back there not realizing that, you know... Um, 
if you if you have a corporation and you work in it and you allow chemicals to be thrown into that water system, it's a lot worse than spitting in the creek four thousand years ago. And yes. and we, and there's all things and when you you know um, that we all I think you know kind of in the prayer even that each of us has to realize. Um, God makes each of us the ruler over our own life, so we don't we don't get to go blaming these kings and these judges and these and these um, priests at the temple anymore. We we really have to look at ourselves and say, how am I living my life right. in in cooperation with what God is looking for? And and I think some things that I I really liked what you said about. Um, you know, not looking at one religion or another religion because in the past they did that, but we can't do that today. And it really doesn't matter because I don't think God really cares. And um, and I don't think God cares what I think either. But, um, you know, God thinks what God thinks and, you know, we should try and we should try and live in a positive way towards what God thinks in this little tiny, tiny bit of time that we spend in this universe and do what goes with God. And I think that's what this, tell each of all of these people in this, in Samuel and second Samuel are struggling with how to live within those confines of what God wants them to do and, most of them don't do pretty, you know, they don't do real well, especially when money and power gets involved. You know, I just want to clarify something. When I mentioned Lutheran, this, and so on, I wasn't mentioning other religions. I was just saying the different denominations we have as Christians, that no matter oh, what... Yeah, there, there are many denominations you and I probably don't even know about in Ethiopia, in Greece, in whatever. But as long as their foundation that they teach their people is, listen, you need to be born again. You need to have that change of heart, change of mind, that circumcision of your heart done by God's conviction. Then you build your spiritual life. As long as they're not teaching, you're born a Christian. Nobody right. is born a Christian. That is the important thing. As long as they teach that nobody's born a Christian, you become a Christian by repented life, then they're Christians. Now, other religions, you know, it's it's not they're not even an issue because we do not believe they're saved. And uh, you must be able to say what God says without thinking you're talking about yourself. In other words, if I say if you are not a Christian, you cannot be saved. I'm not saying if you are not me, you cannot be saved. Okay? I am saying right. that God said, Jesus said, no man comes unto the Father except by me. Now, who is Jesus? Jesus is the man who gave his life for me. I mean, he must have been really sure about what he was saying. Would you want to just die for something you were not really sure about? 
he was very sure about what he was saying. I'm convicted now by what he was saying. So I know that there's no other way to be saved except by him. However, that being said, if I run into a person who says, I believe that Jesus is my Lord and Savior, without him, all my good works are but filthy rags, but now because of Jesus, I know I am saved. But I belong to um, Lutheran. I belong to Episcopalian. I belong to Seventh-day Adventist. I belong to Pentecostal. I belong to, give me a, a name. It doesn't matter. They're Christians. Amen? All right. They're saved. Okay? I might, we, we all might disagree on this point or that point, but there's one point we're not allowed to disagree with God on, and that is Acts chapter 4, verse 12. Acts chapter 4, verse 12. It says, Neither is there any name given to men in heaven or on earth by which they might be saved except the name of Jesus Christ. I mean, that's pretty, that's pretty clear for me. That's enough for me. There's no negotiating. There's no whatever. There's no whatever. Everybody wants to be accepted and have friends. So do I. But the word of God comes and causes us to take a stand. Okay? Take a stand. And once you take that stand, yes, you're going to lose some people, but you're going to gain a whole lot more by taking that stand. So I just wanted to clarify, I wasn't referring to religions. I was only referring to the different denominations that we have, except the Catholic, the one I was born in, except the Catholic. It is not Christian. I was born in that. My mother, my father, my grandma, my cousin, my dog, everything. I mean, we are, in fact, right now I'm talking to you from across the bishop's house. <laughs> okay, that's how Catholic I am. Okay. In the days of the Inquisition, they would have tied me to a stake and be roasting me on fire and asking me <laughs> to confess and to repent, but they will have to kill me to save me. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever heard of the Inquisition, anybody? Yes. Of course, yeah. of course. Okay. Yeah, it was, it was for people like me. People like me were the heretics. Okay. You were born a Catholic and then you started talking about born again and all of this stuff. To save you, they would burn you. Okay. All right. So, well, I don't want us to get away from um, um, Second Samuel. I know we 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 read the part where um, it says there was a long war between the house of Saul and the house of David, and the house of Saul grew weaker and weaker, and the house of David grew stronger and stronger. Now, I want to explain to you that something. Last week we talked about Saul went to look for his father's um, donkey, right? Yes. And we said David was tending his father's sheep when God found him. Correct? Correct. Yes. And we said that there is a symbolism in those two stories about those two people. Yeah. Does anybody remember what we said? Yeah, I think you said donkey represents a very stubborn generation. Okay. It represents and carnality, to be carnally minded, to, yeah. to, be, na to be natural to see everything yeah. in the natural. Mm -hmm. And the sheep are those who are led by the spirit. They follow the spirit wherever it goes. They're not dependent on their own senses. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. So, so now we come and we see that Saul 
the Bible says the house of Saul was getting weaker and the house of David was getting stronger. What that was saying was, in spite of Saul, in spite of David, by the will of God, the house of David was getting stronger. That God is saying that when you begin your Christian life, your natural carnal worldly self will begin to wane and become weaker and your spiritual life, that was why Jesus was referred to as the son of David, okay? Your spiritual life is going to become stronger and stronger and stronger. Okay, and Jesus described it like this and said, don't worry about anything. Which of you, by worrying, can add one inch to your height? Do you remember him making that statement? Yeah. In the book of Matthew or Lucas. <laughs> Bless, you. Bless you. And Bless now, you. now you and I are developing and growing. So the house of David, it says, got stronger and stronger. Finally, we saw the story. The house of Saul um, was wiped out, except, um, is it Ishbosheth? Okay, was it I or M? Okay, whatever, except the grandson I. of Saul. Okay, I. Grandson okay. is M. Oh, the grandson is M, except M, Mephibosheth. Mm -hmm. Now, even he, at some point, doesn't um, help David when David has a problem, okay? Mm -hmm. Cut a long story short, we see that David becomes king, and when he becomes king, he decides he's going to go bring the Ark of the Covenant back, correct? Correct. Yeah. And as they're bringing the Ark back, something happens. What happens? Yeah. They almost yeah. dropped it. Someone made a mistake and God killed. Uh, his name was U U Uza or something like that. Uza, Uza. Yeah. Not oh. Uza, which is my middle name, but Uza. Uza. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he was he was struck was struck dead by by God for that for that mistake and and everyone became afraid of touching the ark and no one wanted to touch it. Good. So, and then they left they left the ark at some guy's house, right? And fled. Yes. We're like, and man, wait, deal with this, right? <laughs> and what happened to the guy that they left it in his house? Does anybody he, remember? He became, he became prosperous. He started to he became very prosperous, right? Very rich, very wealthy. Yes. And what did so David do when ask, he heard that? Yeah. Uh well, I think David went to bring bring it back or something like that. David went back for it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. So then <laughs> David, they told the king, they said, King, that guy is turning to a billionaire. The king was like, What? Man, where's so he goes and reads. So he goes and gets the manual. He didn't have Dr. K to tell him what to do. So he went yeah. to get the manual and read it through, right? And mm -hmm. figured out, oh, it's gonna have the priests and the Levites, not us. So he gets the priests and the Levites, right? And they bring the ark the correct way. Yeah. What does his wife think about him and his dancing and ha being happy about the things of God? Made fun of him. Yeah. She made she fun of him. It. Why did she do that, Mom Logan? Well, it was probably beneath his his status. Can I say something? Can I say something about that? I didn't oh, realize. Okay, you wait. <laughs> All right. Yes. Go ahead, go ahead. please. Okay, we got to go back to chapter four about about his wife, um, 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 Michael. Michael. We have to go. Michael. Yeah. Okay. We have to go back. 
All right. Um, it's chapter two, sorry, chapter two, verse 14. Yeah. Okay. But this was when Ishbosheth was the second king in Israel. Okay. Yes. And the, the chapter two, verse 14 and 15. And David sent messengers to Ishbosheth, Saul's son, saying, Deliver me my wife, my Michael, which I espoused. There's an M-I-C-H-A-L. Oh, really? It's, no, yes. it's, okay, Michal. Okay, Michal. Okay, yes. sorry, Michal. Okay. Michael. So Michael is the prophet. Michal. Michal, yes. yes. Michael. Yeah, Michael. Which what I you say Michael? Is that like the, that's a, the male, male Michael? No, I've always had it pronounced Michal. Michal. Well, it's just. But that, it doesn't matter. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Which I espoused to me for a hundred foreskins of the Philistines, and Ishbosheth yes. sent and took her from her husband, even from Faltiel, the son of Laish. So when David was king and uh, became king in Israel, he decided, "Let me go back and get my first wife, Michal." Okay. Yes. And, um, so he went back and got her. So she was obviously bitter uh, against him. Now she's thinking, what kind of king is this that leaps and dances um, before the Lord? But it wasn't just that, that uh, this is back in chapter six now. Um, she goes beyond thinking that she despised him in her heart is what it says in verse 16. And then it says, um, when David went back to in verse 20, let's look at verse 16. What, what chapter? What chapter? Chapter 6. Let's look at verse okay. 16 and then verses okay, 20 through 21. Verse 16. Okay. And amen. 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 And, as, and as the ark of the Lord came into the city of David, Michael, Saul's daughter, looked through a window and saw King David leaping and dancing before the Lord. And she despised him in her heart. Then in verse 20, then David returned to bless his household. And Michael, the daughter of Saul, came out to meet David and said, how glorious was the king of Israel today, who uncovered himself today in the eyes of the handmaids of his servants, as one of the vain fellows shamelessly uncovereth himself. And David said unto Michael, it was before the Lord which chose me before thy father and before all his house to appoint me ruler over the people of the Lord over Israel. Therefore will I play, play before the Lord and I will yet be more vile than thus and will be base in mine own sight and of the maidservants of which thou hast spoken of, of them shall I be had in honor. Therefore, Michael, the daughter of Saul had no child unto the day of her death. Can I can I ask a question? Why why yes. does the Bible keep referring to her as the daughter of Saul and not his wife? Is there a reason? For okay, that? okay, okay. Let me just take it. Michal liked David a lot when she was young. Okay, mm -hmm. she was not Saul's wife. She was Saul's daughter. Mm -hmm. She liked her a lot, and Saul, when he heard that Micah loved. Michael, according to Dr. K, loved David. He mm. said, tell David, he told them to tell David that yeah. the king is willing to give him, give David his daughter. 
Mm. All he wants is, I can't remember what he asked for, whether a hundred um, sheep um, skins of wolves no, or... foreskins of the Philistines. Of foreskins of the Philistines, thank you. And so David told those guys, do you think it's a small thing to be the in-law of the king? Who am I that I should marry the king's daughter? And they told him, but the girl likes you. So David went and get, got it done. And, they, and King Saul gave the wife, gave um, Michal to David. So she was his wife. The father did give her to him. But then when the war between, the problem between David and Saul became so much, and mm. David split up from, from um, Saul, she did not follow David. So she went back to her father and her father gave her to some other guy, okay? Right. Which he had no authority to do. So when David came and became king, he sent to Saul's son, who was now king on the other side of the river, that, mm. well, look, give me my wife, all right? This is, you, you know the word of God. You guys have no reason to hold my wife. Just give me my wife. And that guy complied, even though they were at war. Okay. Right. Now she saw herself as Saul's daughter. You can see that she didn't follow her husband, David on the run when he was mm -hmm. running from her father. So now as far as she's concerned is because of David, her father was killed. Her brothers were killed. Her cousins were killed. Her nephews were ill. So she's pretty angry at David to top it all. She's a jealous woman. No. And she says so and says, oh, you're dancing and the virgins of Israel could see your underpants because <laughs> you were dancing so much that your skirt flew up. They, men used to wear skirts in those days and women wore pants. Okay. Yeah. So when the Bible says don't wear women's clothing if you're a man, it means don't wear pants. And if it says don't wear skirts, it means, you know, blah, blah, blah. You, as an aside, by the way. So that's why she <laughs> say, yes, yeah, I was wondering what, what that meant. Some people need to know that because it's like, well, how was he? They're just saying that, look, she had jealousy in her heart. She had bitterness. All these things were there. Okay. So that was the way she reacted. And David finally brought the, um, the ark into Jerusalem and placed it where it, where it belonged. Right. So why did why did God strike strike the now Luther? she became barren? Uh, you're breaking up. Strike strike. Why did God strike her with barrenness? No. Why did why did God strike the the Uza? She. Yeah. Oh, we've moved on from Uzzah. that. We've moved on. No, we've but moved, she I'm still sorry. doesn't remember. Last week we talked about that. God. Yeah. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on, Doctor K. Hold on, Doctor K. Hold on. We've moved on from that. We'll have to that visit that question. again. I understand, but I can't just answer every question along the way. I will answer it at the end. Okay. Okay. We have to get the summary of what we're doing. We haven't, mm. we haven't even, we're about to end. So we have to summarize the book. Okay. So that's what I'm trying to do. Cause I gave us all a chance to summarize the book, but we haven't, and mm. we're almost, we're almost finishing. So I'm summarizing as best I can. Okay, please. Okay. All right. So I kind of lost my train of thought here. I know I was talking about um, you were talking the woman about being the, jealous. Yeah, right. uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Okay, all right. Mm -hmm. um, 
Ah, okay, forget and, it. Let's talk. Let's talk about Uza because I really don't remember what 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 I was going to say. Okay, you, what, tell me the question again, please, about Uza. What was the question? I just I really wanted to know if there was a significance with the arc um, being uh, well Uza being struck dead for the mistake with the arc, um, and then. Um, Okay, all right, let's, okay, God put a law and said that the ark was supposed to be in the holy of holies of the tabernacle, yeah. and only the priests could touch it, right. okay, mm. now, even the priests had to clean themselves for seven days, etc., etc., before they could touch it, mm -hmm. and so when the ark was about to fall, because the Ox carrying it stumbled. Uzzah put his hands out to help God. Now, the reason was struck was not just because he wasn't a Levite, because we saw other people like the Philistines touch it and they were not killed, right? Right. But the reason that occurred was because he was trying to help God. I want you to see the difference between what he did and what everybody else who was not supposed to touch it did. Mm. Remember the whole of the New Testament, Paul's writing is warning us about trying to be saved by our works. Mm. Okay. okay. Yeah. So that art represented the presence of God and it was falling down. And so for example, you want to let you want to uh, reach people for Christ, and so you decide you're gonna take a part-time job on robbing liquor stores so you can pay the rent for your new church you want to build. And <laughs> that's an ex that's an extreme example, but yeah. a lot of a mm. lot of churches that are founded today are founded like that. Not that extreme. A lot of people in ministry are using a lot of extra biblical they're not they're not depending on the grace of god to build their ministry okay they take the money from where they can get it exactly so you, you're doing a lot of things to help god and you're you're doing it in the name of you're helping god okay you'll see some christians they play rock music and they say they're playing rock music to win souls and then they play this thing they call christian christian acid rock okay Mm -hmm. Well, it, it's the mu music, contemporary music is fine, but there's a, it's like drinking wine. Drinking a little wine is fine, but getting drunk on rum, that's not fine, correct? That's right. Right, good. So I'm not saying all music is bad, of course not, but a lot of, a lot of people are totally dependent on uh, they're totally dependent on Rhythm. works of the flesh, their own their own effort to make something come to pass, rather than depending on the grace of God. Okay. All right. Now, um, the next thing that happened, I think, was where he had something to do with um, the wife of the guy. Oh, uh, the guy he killed. Do you remember? That's Uriah. Yes. Right. Yeah. Okay. Right. So, yeah. Right. 
So David and, and Bathsheba is mm -hmm. a classic story, okay? Yeah. Uriah was a Hittite. You remember because Uriah the Hittite, okay? Yes. But nevertheless, he was a soldier in the, Israeli, in the Israelite army. Mm -hmm. And the Bible says, at the time, kings went to war, okay? If you mm -hmm. look at, let's go to um, chapter 11. Anybody turn to chapter 11? Let's read verse 1. Chapter 11, verse 1. Amen. 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 It happened in the spring of the year, at the time when kings go out to battle, that David sent Joab and his servants with him and all Israel, and they destroyed the people of Ammon and besieged Rabbah. But David remained at Jerusalem. Do you see that? Do you see what the Bible is saying? At a time when you and I were supposed to be spiritually active in prayer and intercession mm -hmm. and fasting, mm -hmm. we let the other Christians do that while we were busy just eating and drinking. Mm -hmm. And suddenly, Temptation somebody else's wife be. begins to look pretty to you. <laughs> yeah. Do you see, did you all see that in verse one? Yeah. It tells you that, and it came to pass after the year expired, at the time when kings are supposed to go to battle, that David sent Joab. Is Joab the king? No, he's the captain of his oh. army. And there you go. And he's at home, relaxing, and leaves the battle to his general. But the Bible says that was the time for war. The Bible says there's a time for war and there's a time for peace, correct? In fact, his yes. son said so, Solomon. And the Bible says there was a time for war and King David was in his house chilling. Now yes. you see how he ended up with Bathsheba. Yeah. I don't yeah, need to go into the story because, go ahead, somebody want to say something. Yeah, verse 2 tells you that, and it came to pass at evening time that he rose from his bed and walked and saw the beautiful woman, you know? <laughs> <laughs> now, if he had been where God wanted him to be at that time, he wouldn't have had this problem. Mm -hmm. And this is the biggest dent on his life, on his life story, Okay. And after this event, all the negative things start happening to him, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. That's when all the rebellions start coming up. The, the prophet mm -hmm. comes, gives him a parable, and everybody remember the parable where he says, mm -hmm. um, wait, Sister Gwen, are you on this call? Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. He gave him okay, the parable. Yeah, tell he us gave the parable. Him the parable of the, the little lamb. I had, there was a farmer that had a, a little lamb and he loved the lambs. He used to pet it and, and say, this is my life, my joy of my life. And he says, Some, someone came and either took it or slaughtered it. What would yes. you, how would you, how would you um, repay Justice. that? How yeah. would you repay uh, the person that did that? And uh, what would you say about it? And how would you repay that person that um, sinned against the farmer? Yes. And David got up and said, what? This happened in Israel? <laughs> and the prophet said, yes, sir. And I said, that man deserves death. 
<laughs> and the prophet said, you are the man. Yep. But David felt bad about it. And he cried to God. And God said, well, out of all of you, the only person I find innocent in all of this is the child. For that reason, I'm going to take the child. Do you all remember that? Yes. He had to okay. take the child to... To, um, to pay for the sin of David. I don't want to say that's why, because God didn't say so. So we've got to be careful. So just said, why, why, did he, uh, why did he lower that judgment on the child? Because he said, because he found something good in that child. He said, it, only in this child have I found something good. You understand? I hear you loud and clear, and I understand it. I think that goes okay. right back to where we had said a couple of weeks ago. I don't remember where it was in the New Testament, but a lot of those people that were killed in the Old Testament was so that they would be um, available right. to be saved. Right, right. So we don't, Sister Gwen has hit on a very good point. But the reason I, sh I kind of shrink back from it is because God actually made a statement. And since he did not make that statement, and it's, the scripture is silent on, on what you just said, I, I say, okay, let's just go with just what God said. But, it's, but there's nowhere that, because if you study the scriptures, God himself told the children of Israel when they were sacrificing their children, that why were they doing that? Something like that never crossed his own mind. Amen. So, so if yeah. I, if I ask so, this question, yes, if I question mm -hmm. this is chapter two. Um, sorry, Second Samuel chapter twelve, verse um, fourteen. Yes. When Nathan was giving David um, God's message about his act, and, and Nathan said, "Yes, the Lord has, the Lord also has put away your sin. You shall not die." However, by this deed, you have given great occasion to the enemies of the Lord to blaspheme. Yes. The child also who is born to you shall surely die. Then Nathan yes. departed to his house. So, and then the Lord, yes. and then the Lord struck the child that Uriah's yes. wife brought to David and it became ill. Yes. So I yes. So yes, even though this child was referred to as infant by God. Yeah. Yes. But the God, but, but from this you can see that yes, God took him away to be to spare him from what was coming. But at the same time, we don't know that. Wait, wait. That's what I'm saying, everybody. Please, we don't know. God, all we know is what God said and what God did. We're if assuming. we say God did it because he wanted to spare the child, do you understand? It's speculative. Mm. Mm. Unless we have another scripture to back it up. You understand? You see what you see where I'm coming now. I see, but what but, but yeah. says, but the child shall, shall surely die. Isn't, isn't that what it was trying to say to, to David? Yeah, but it says right there no, why. They, it says why the child would die. In verse 14, it says why. 
What does it say? It says, amen, how be it, by this deed, thou hast given great occasion to the enemies of the Lord to blaspheme. The child also that is born unto thee shall surely die. Okay, so, that, so there we see the Bible give us, the Bible itself give us one reason. And I'm not denying that there could be multiple reasons, mm -hmm. but the one we are given is what we need to go by. One thing we should never say as Christians is that God took a life for another life. God does not do that. Are you with me? Yes. People, did people offer, did people offer their children to God thinking they were doing service to God? Yes, they did. And at one point, God said, what are these people doing? I never, this sort of thing never ever entered my mind. I'm going to look for that scripture another weekend or sometime this week and send to everybody so we can see that, okay? Mm -hmm. The only person that God has ever taken for the sins of someone else was Jesus Christ. Now, there are spirits that take people's lives for other people. And we can talk about that, Sister Gwen, Sister Abili. We mm -hmm. can talk about that from scripture some other time. Because I'm with you on the fact that that does occur, but not from the spirit of God. Amen? Amen. All right. Amen. Now, we don't have to go through everything, but what you will see is from here on, all you get uh, rebellion after rebellion after rebellion after rebellion mm -hmm. because of David's sin with Bathsheba. Okay? Mm -hmm. And finally, and finally, we come to the place where David hands over to Solomon. And he tells, um, because one, in one of the rebellions was led by David's son, who was actually supposed to become king after David. He just couldn't wait. His name was Absalom. David loved him so much, he never corrected him. <laughs> Anybody remember that? We talked about that a few weeks ago. Yeah. Can we just one moment, uh, Brother Michael? Oh, sure, sure, go ahead. Yeah, one of the reasons why David was uh, found guilty and uh, rebellions occurred and uh, <clears throat> Absalom developed into be a tre treasonous son was that... Yes. <clears throat> David had blood on his hands. Not only, um, not only uh, the blood Bathsheba. Of, the, of well, the sin of Bathsheba, Bathsheba. and himself, right. but he killed Bathsheba's husband on in yes. the battlefield, and that's yes. why that's what the blood um, that happened to his son and himself. This is why the kingdom was also judged and taken away from David. That's my understanding. Okay, okay, that is fine. That is fine. That is fine. You're saying David killed Uriah, an innocent man. Yes. And the consequence of that was he lost his son. You're not, we're not saying. No, no, no. I'm not saying that. God, okay, I'm not what is, saying okay, that. Ahead. I'm saying okay. that he had blood on his hands. And yes. even, uh, even the, uh, the general that committed the crime for David, he also lost his life. I think by um, suicide as well. He couldn't look. No, Solomon him. killed him. Solomon's Solomon's killed him in the temple. Oh, I see. Yeah, but what yeah. I'm trying to say is because David and it it was really um, quite. Um, uh, uh, what do you say when you think about uh, a crime before it happens? It was premeditated. Mm 
premeditated. Right, right. Right. It was premeditated, right. and that's why it was so egregious to God. That's right. what I'm saying. And right. he was judged. Right. His kingdom was judged. His children rose up. And yes. uh, the various, like his son uh, attacked his sister and all the other exactly. things that happened. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah and I think that his, 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 son, his, son, his son raped his half-sister and his other son killed that brother. Yes. And it just and kept I, going from one thing to another. Go ahead. And ch chapter 12, verse 10 says exactly what um, Sister Gwendolyn is pointing out. Okay. It says, amen. Now, amen. There, now, therefore, the sword shall never depart from thine house, because thou yes. hast despised me and hast taken the wife of Uriah the Hittite to be thy wife. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Well, actually, verse oh. 9 says, because he killed Uriah. That's why. Okay. All right. Yeah. And well, um, all because of his sinful deeds. Yes. Well, not just his sinful deed, the, the sin of murder. Yes. Yeah, let's talk, let's, we look at verse 9. It says, wherefore yes. hast thou despised the commandment of the Lord to do evil in his sight? Thou hast killed Uriah the Hittite with the sword, and hast taken his wife to be thy wife, and hast yes. slain him with the sword of the children of Amnon. Ammon. Now, yes. therefore, the sword shall never depart from thine house. Because thou hast despised me and hast taken the wife of Uriah the Hittite to be thy right. wife. Right. I remember when he first became king, how he killed those guys for killing an innocent man. Yes. Okay. Now, let me tell you something. You know why I love these old people of that time? They wrote the truth. They didn't try to, they loved King David, but they didn't hide anything about his life. They wrote the truth. Everything that is truth is the word of God. Everything that is truth is the word of God. That's why the Bible says thy word is truth. Okay, we need to wrap it up here real quickly. I'm just going to say, um, you know the story about the Gibeonites, how, um, you know, we could talk about it another day, but I think we've talked about it here before where they requested the head of Saul's descendants to be appeased because of what King Saul had done to them almost, uh, I don't know, 60, 80 years earlier. Okay. Yes. And and um, they were appeased. Remember, they went. If you remember, okay. Remember what Sister Gwen just talked about taking the child's life, and I said God didn't require the child's life for forgiveness. It was the child lost the life as a consequence of what David had done, but not as a propitiation. You know what I mean by propitiation, everybody. Instead of. Thank you. All right. To kind of um, to kind of um, square up. It didn't square up with God. Otherwise, all these things wouldn't be happening to David. All right. Um, so the Gibeonites, when a curse came upon Israel and David asked God, what's what's going on? God said, why are you asking me? Go and ask the Gibeonites. OK. And the Gibeonite, God, David goes to Gibeonites and says, what did we do to you? Because the Gibeonites were like immigrants, right, in Israel. Mm -hmm. and, and said, what did we do wrong to you? And the Gibeonites said, well, it was King Saul who had, you know, tried to wipe out our, you know, our tribe. And David said, what can we do to appease you? And the Gibeonites said, give us the heads of seven sons of Saul. 
and David took seven sons or grandchildren of, of Saul, including two born by Micah. Um, what's her name? Michal. Michal. Okay. <laughs> okay. And gave to them. And the Bible says the angel of death stopped killing Israelites once David had done that. Notice who was appeased. It wasn't God. Remember when they came to God, what did God say? Uh -uh, don't bring me into this now. Right? Right. So go ask the Gibeonites. And when the, when the Gibeonites were given the seven heads, the angel of death was pacified, not God. You have, you have to remember there are principles and powers that operate in this world. Not one of them is as powerful as Sister Liz. Did you hear what I just said? Yes. Not one of them yes. is as powerful as Dr. K. Not one of them is as powerful as me. I just don't know it. And I walk around like a servant when I'm a prince. All those big, big, powerful angels that you saw in the scriptures, they still exist. The good ones and the bad ones. But not one of them is as powerful as you. All right. And then the last thing that happened was that yes. um, David, you know, after, after the Gibeonites were appeased, that there was a, yes. there were battles. David was taken in battle, and then they talked yes. about the thirty-seven um, strong men of Israel that fought and helped overcome these battles. And then yes. God um, kindled; uh, He moved David again to go and number count. How many people do we have? That how many strong men do we have in Israel and, and Judah? How many yeah. people all together? And Can I say I, something? I'm glad you brought the scripture up. Sorry. Here it says God moved David. When you go into the book of Chronicles or Kings, I think it's Chronicles, it says Satan moved David. Mm -hmm. Okay. I want us to remember that. Okay. It's very important because if you remember the story of Job, Satan was the one doing those things to Job, but Job and his friends kept talking about what God was doing to Job, right? Yes. Right. So this writer pins the ultimate responsibility of everything that occurs on who? God. God. But the writer in First or Second Chronicles goes specifically to Satan and says, and Satan moved David to count the people. We can see that some other time. In fact, if you have a cross reference in your Bible right there, it should be next to the verse where it says God moved. Do you see it? in your bibles no. like no okay if you have cross-reference like in the middle of your bible you see like if you read um second samuel chapter i don't know 21 verse something it will probably say the related scripture in first chronicles you will see in one of the margins there it's called a cross-reference you can go to that place and see how that relates most often it doesn't mean much but most of the time it's some of the time it matters Okay. No. So in Chronicles, you read the same account, but it says Satan moved David, not God. But Satan cannot do anything without permission of who? God. God. There you go. There you go. So it's not a contradiction. It's just that this guy puts ultimate responsibility on God, while the other guy goes into the details on who exactly was at work. Right. But what I wanted to... That's good. Now, yes. uh, when David 
number Israel and Judah, the captain of his host said, don't do this. <laughs> right, right. They right. understood. Now, remember, Moses had counted the people. So they yes. must have known something about not keeping numbers, not keeping numbers of people. Okay. So, but go ahead. Go ahead. Explain, explain what you wanted to say concerning that. Okay. <laughs> but David went ahead in order that the, the count be made. And then because yes. of that, um, David was given a choice of three evils to fall on Israel to pay for this sin. Yes. And um, when he had counted the people, he had counted 800,000 valiant men um, yes. and 500,000 men of Judah. And then when he decided that he would take the, the uh, three days of pestilence, that yes. um, seven, 70,000 men died in battle. And then the, then the hand of the Lord, God told the, the uh, angel of death that that was enough. Yes, yes. It's almost, to me, it seemed like, um, okay, so you counted the people, so I'm going to destroy so many that you're going to think, okay, the next time I go into battle, I'm not going to make it without God. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And the king is not supposed to know how many men he has because the battle belongs to the Lord. Yes. So right. counting your armed men was like works, no longer depending on the grace of God for, for victory, but counting depending on your own strength for victory. Yeah. That was what all that was all about. That's what the whole thing was all about. Okay, everybody, it's been a great and um, I'd say feisty teaching. And I had a great time. <laughs> so I mean, At least you know we read it. Uh, oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I'm, I'm, look, I'm really enjoying this. I'm really enjoying this. What I We're was really doing trying something. to say in chapter six about Mikal or Michael yes. was that. Not Michael, please. My name is Michael. Michael. It's name, Mikal. It's Mikal. <laughs> I command it. I emphasis, command it. It's because. But the, but the emphasis, the the emphasis, the um, the emphasis is on the my. My car. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. Okay. No, I was joking. I'm playing around. I'm playing around okay. because it should be my car if we have Micah, because there's a Bible book called Micah, right? Right. Yes, and this is my yeah, car. So, so it should be my car. I just don't like the fact that it sounds like Michael, because you're such a bad woman. <laughs> <laughs> so but um what i was pointing out there was that in verse um that in verse 20 the fact that she would dare not only speak harshly to the king but she spoke harshly to her husband yeah and so because right. of that that um she was punished for that that yes uh, she have done that and i think that's a that's a caution to us also yeah, and that barrenness that you're reading there, mm -hmm. in the Old Testament, it means she wasn't able to give birth. But in the New Testament, it means more than that. It means the ability to receive the word of God. The uh, inability, yes. the inability to, to receive the word of God. Okay, so some people become hardened to the word of God. 
Okay, yeah, that's, that's another thing. That's why I said every single, everything we're talking about, the, the way we're doing these studies, just talking about them, that's good. Trust me, two, three years from today, when God speaks to you about these same things we've studied, he'll speak to them, to you about them in a totally different way. You'll be thankful to God that you studied them at this time. Right now, it's just a story. Okay, right. these things are like sleeper cells. They will come alive in your life one day and you'll look back to now and you'll be like, oh, wow. Then I was just looking at things at the surface. Huh? Like Sister Liz is talking about, you know, I'm, Sister Liz is probably tired of all the killing and dying and the intrigue and everything right now. I mean, she's like, how could these people have been holy people? All they were doing was killing, killing, killing. Am I right, Sister Liz? <laughs> well, that, well, that was me last year. The first time I read, I started reading this, it was like, I couldn't reconcile it, but what you just said now about, you know, you start reading it and then you, you start, you start reading it in the spiritual. I, I see that. Right. I, I find it starting to happen to me now that when I'm reading this, yes. I'm relating it to not just the physical as in they're, they're having a battle yes. or they're fighting, but I'm relating it to yes. our day-to-day -day life and what we're doing and, you know, um, and I never thought about it along those angles before. Yes. yes. I was horrified. Oh. More than horrified at first right. with all the killings. <laughs> I you know they say, "Oh, the hacking." It's a, it's a, it's a, you, you have to understand that God is documenting for you the yes. truth, the truth mm -hmm. about what happened. Mm -hmm. Is the truth about what men and women like you and I, with the mm -hmm. same emotions and the same feelings, what they did before mm. they had Christ to help them, okay? Yes. So I solicit your prayers. I solicit your support, okay? I want to thank you for your time, for those of you who have been faithful, you know, uh, supporting this work, for being involved, sharing these videos, okay? Don't be, don't, don't, don't get weary. Don't be weary. Don't get tired. Your strength is supposed to come brighter and brighter every day, okay? Keep pressing on. Share these videos with your family and friends. Start watch parties on Facebook, go over this video so your friends and family can discuss it. Okay? And continue to write us. Write me through Facebook, write me through you know, the comment section here on YouTube. Okay? So I want to encourage you. Thank you so much for the way you've been supporting us. Thank you so much for all that you've been doing. We really appreciate it. Remember what I said if you want to continue listening to us, you can always go, okay, to our website. You can see the online menu channels. That you can get us through, like I mentioned, um, Apple's iTunes, I met Apple iTunes, I mentioned um, Spotify, and I think Google. You can also, you know, there are other platforms also through which you can hear us through audio. Okay, I want to encourage you to subscribe to our channel and to, you know, hit the like buttons, hit the like buttons. I can't say that enough. Every time you want to hear us through YouTube, hit the like buttons. Now, if you're watching through Facebook or you're watching through some other video like WhatsApp, it's not going to show here, so more you can see a like. But if you're watching through YouTube, I want to encourage you. Or Facebook, wherever it is, I want to encourage you, hit that like button, okay? Hit that like button. It matters to us, okay? Thank you so much for your support. Thank you so much for everything that you've been doing, you know, by watching our videos.